The following sermon was delivered by Senior Pastor Reverend Dr. Scott Black Johnston in the sanctuary of Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York City. We welcome you to worship with us every Sunday in person or on live stream. For details, go to FAPC.org. And now, here's Reverend Dr. Scott Black Johnston. This morning, we continue our fall sermon series, Detectives of Divinity. From now until Thanksgiving, Fifth Avenue Church is studying the role that wonder plays in the life of faith. We are reflecting on places in scripture where individuals and indeed whole communities find themselves wide of eye, mouth hanging open, realizing that they are standing in the presence of God. And then we're looking at the world and our own lives through the lens of these experiences. Awe, we've been saying throughout the first four weeks of this series, is a doorway to the divine. And the doorways of awe come in a variety of shapes and sizes. Last week, we considered the ways in which prayer, in which honest conversation with our maker connects us to God and God's purposes in the world. Today, on World Communion Sunday, we have filled our table with breads from around the world, and we do this to acknowledge our connection to the faithful all across this planet who share in this feast today. We also do this to help us think about the place of wonder in this most simple of meals. Listen now for God's word to you as it echoes to us from the 34th Psalm beginning with the first verse. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and, and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. In divinity school, my seminary roommate was a student chaplain. And this meant that our small dormitory refrigerator at Yale held the elements for weekly 
Friday communion service that would take place in Marquand Chapel. The fridge, our fridge, almost always contained an inexpensive bottle of red wine, a jug of Welch's grape juice, and a loaf or two of challah bread. Three ordinary items that you could obtain in any number of local stores. But since this was also a religious graduate school, an institution full of rascally, irreverent souls trying to work out their faith while studying late into the night and simultaneously growing increasingly hungry, our refrigerator was both a source of sustenance and a prompt for theological debate. I'll never forget the night a Methodist friend opened our fridge looking for a snack and then turned to ask me, wait, is this Jesus? <laughs> he was partly serious. One of the great things about attending an ecumenical divinity school was its very diverse student body. Those who wandered in and out of our corner room came from all sorts of different expressions of Christianity. Roman Catholics, Episcopalians, Greek Orthodox, Southern Evangelicals, Midwestern Lutherans, and even a member of the Ethiopian Coptic Church all lived side by side. And I can assure you that, that every one of these diverse women and men had a somewhat different answer to the question posed at our open fridge door. Wait, is this Jesus? For centuries, Christians have tried to pinpoint where and how Christ is present in communion, in the Eucharist, in the Lord's Supper. Over time, our, our urge to compete, complete this bit of sacred triangulation has resulted in some fairly complicated terminology. Many Roman Catholics speak of transubstantiation, Transubstantiation holds that the bread and the wine mysteriously change. They become the body and blood of Jesus at the very moment when the priest consecrates the elements. Lutherans speak of consubstantiation. Consubstantiation holds that the bread and the wine are one with the body and blood of Jesus, but they don't change in any mysterious way. Other manifestations of the faith argue that, that Christ is present in the feast as the host at this table. And still others argue that the body of Christ is present in the gathered community, the church, at worship. Over time, I've become less and less interested in academic discussions that try to pinpoint Christ's presence at this table and more interested in trying to catch a glimpse of Jesus when bread is being shared. Let me try and explain. 
Every so often I get invited by Werner to speak to the youth group here at the church, and sometimes our conversation is about the sacraments. Once, while I was doing this, I asked our teens, what do you like and dislike about communion? There were the usual jokes and complaints about the tiny shot glasses, the taste of the wafers, it's awful, the stiffness of the ushers. I'm just saying, this is our youth. (laughs) And then a young woman responded, I like the fact that it's so ordinary. Many of her peers seemed baffled by this comment, but I liked it. (laughs) In an essay on the sacraments, Roman Catholic short story writer Andre Debus states in a faithful fashion that he believes that the sacraments are signs of God's grace, moments when we rub up against the presence of God. But Debus doesn't stop there. He goes on to say that, that he participates in communion and the other sacraments, and when he does, his eyes are open to the fact that everyday life is full of thousands of sacraments the sunshine peeking over the horizon in the early morning is a sacrament, a gift from God. That unexpected telephone call from an old friend is a sacrament, touching the hand of someone that you love, a sacrament. Even a ham sandwich, says Debus, can be a sacrament. On Tuesdays, he writes, When I make lunches for my girls, I focus on this. The sandwiches are sacraments. Not the miracle of transubstantiation, but moving in that direction. Each motion that I make is a sacrament. The holding of knives, of bread, this spreading of mustard, this trimming of ham. I drive on the highway to their school, and this is not simply a transition. It's my love, (laughs) moving by car, even if I do not feel it or acknowledge it, it's a sacrament. What if the purpose of having a meal together in worship, a meal made up of a scrap of bread and a tiny sip of juice, is not to act as if this is some kind of incredibly rare moment when God encounters us. What if the purpose of this meal, as Christ hints in the good book, is to learn to see Jesus in the most ordinary places imaginable? Reflecting on questions like this, the clergy here at Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church have been talking about how we can do a better job, including our far-flung family in Fifth Avenue's regular celebrations of the Lord's Supper. Here's what we're planning. If you're worshiping online, look for email instructions next month and in all the months that follow that will help you get ready to celebrate this feast in your home. And then, 
starting the first Sunday in November, when the clergy in the sanctuary moved to stand at the table, Natalie Owens Pike, who will by then be the Reverend Natalie Owens Pike, United Church of Christ, will slip out the side door and welcome those who wish to share the feast to gather together in one Zoom room. Our prayer is that all will be able to taste and see that God is good together. My friend, Roger Nishioka, who is the co-pastor at Village Presbyterian Church in Kansas City, tells the story of a congregation in Washington State where they come in on the Saturday night before communion and go into the sanctuary and plug in bread machines around the sanctuary. Well, yeah, I can see by your chuckles, you know what that means, walking in the door on Sunday morning and an incredible aroma greets worshipers. And yes, there's freshly baked bread on the table. I think Sarah baked some of this bread. Smelling this aroma when he walked into the church in Washington State, Roger complimented the pastor on the aesthetics of her communion service. She smiled. She said, yes, it's good bread. But there's more to our baking than an appreciation for fresh loaves. We want the young people in this church to associate the smell of fresh bread bread with God's table. And, and that way, later in life, wherever they may be in this country or some far-off place at an open market or a cafe or a taco stand, wherever they may be, when they smell fresh bread, they will remember this table. We want every table to help this community recall the one who said, when you do this, whenever you do this, eating bread, drinking wine, remember me. Whenever you do this, wherever you do this, remember. Will you say remember with me? Remember. Thank you. Go forth from this place, and wherever, whenever you sit at table, remember, taste and see, the Lord is good. Amen. We hope this sermon has been meaningful to you and given you a measure of hope, encouragement, and good news. If you would like to make a donation to support this audio ministry, please visit fapc.org give. Thank you and blessings to you on this day.